Good morning. Good morning. Thanks, Paul. Um, what a great time we had worshipping Jesus together. Um, I feel encouraged, don't you? Um, I felt God um, just impressed this scripture on my heart, actually, as we were worshipping. And wonderfully, there was lots of prophetic words and, and, and God was speaking, so... Uh, to, to jump in and add another sometimes isn't always timely, but uh, I just wanted to encourage you. If this is you, um, I felt this scripture come to mind all morning, been thinking about this. Um, in the book of Jeremiah, it says, For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord. Plans, plans for welfare. In other translations, it's plans for your good and not for evil, to give you a future and a hope. Then you will call upon me and come and seek my face. And when you seek me with all your heart, I'll be found by you. And I just wanted to encourage you, if that's a, maybe, that's, maybe you've come this morning and that's a verse that God's laid on your heart for some time. Maybe, maybe it's just a, a word in the right time, in season. And I just want to say to you, Lord, what I want to encourage you this morning. That's for you. His plans are for your good. He loves you. Um, this morning we're going to be looking at community and discipleship. As Paul's already mentioned, we've uh, talked about life groups that are going to be launching in a couple of weeks. And so um, if you've been at Life Church for longer than a year, you'll have, been, you'll have got quite familiar with this process every term, a new term of life groups launching. And we, just, we like to come together to refocus, to say, okay, what it is, what is it? Um, that we're doing here? What is it that we believe is central to being, part of, uh, to, to being part of the Christian life? That is community and discipleship. This, this thing about being family together. It's not about life groups per se, but life groups help cement something of a principle in Scripture into our hearts. And that is living life together. If you're a Christian, doing that among others in the body of Christ. So that's where we're going this morning. Um, it's not a sales pitch about our method or philosophy of how we do life groups. Life groups are just the context that go, this is really, really central and important to what it is for you in this room to work out your, your, your journey following Jesus as a Christian. There's no two ways about it. So we're going to be looking at that this morning. Um, before we go any further, I'd love to pray. Please pray, pray, pray with me. Um, let's invite the Lord to just speak to us this morning. Lord, we love you. Jesus, we love you. It's, it's all for you. It's all about you. And so this morning, I just want to, um, Lord, everything that is you know, prepared, even on paper, my words that I speak, Lord, I, Father, um, Lord, I pray that we would hear your word to us this morning. I pray with everything that is said, Lord, that we would hear your word to us this morning. Lord, that you'd give us ear, ears to hear what you are saying to us. And so, Lord, filter anything that is of what I say this morning, which isn't necessarily helpful, Father, and, and I pray bring to light um, what is, Lord, what is your word to us. We love you. I pray, Father, in this moment, Lord, as we are gathered and open your word together, that we would be led by you, encouraged by you, corrected by you, uh, because you are wonderfully at work among us. 
In Jesus' name. Amen. Well, friends, you may have heard, in fact, this was, I'm referencing Sam Tucker a few years ago, so if you've not been with us for that long, apologies. But um, you might be familiar with the fact that the New Testament, um, the latter half of the Bible, or the latter fifth, perhaps, all over the place says, do something with one another. There's a fill in the blank. It's usually good, by the way. Um, There's 59 phrases, one another phrases, through the New Testament um, which, encourage, which encourage us towards this principle. Build up one another, encourage one another, bear with one another, be patient with one another, spend time with one another. Um, all of that is to say that that emphasises the point. This, the context of the gathered church on Sundays and outside of Sundays, because Sundays aren't enough, is really, really central and important to living life as a Christian. There isn't any way around that, the helpful and healthy context for us as Christians is living together. It really is central. So that's where we're going to start. Those 59 phrases allude to that. We're going to look at one passage this morning alluding to the same thing. And that is Hebrews chapter 10, verses 19 to 25. If you've got a paper Bible, please feel free to to find that. If it's an electronic thing, tap the right places. Um, We're going to read Hebrews chapter 10, verses 19 to 25. And it says this, Therefore, brothers, since we have confidence to enter the holy places by the blood of Jesus, by the new and living way that he opened for us through the curtain, that is, through his flesh, and since we have a great high priest over the house of God, that is Jesus, let us draw draw near with a true heart in full assurance of faith, with our hearts sprinkled clean from an evil conscience and our bodies washed with pure water. Let us hold fast the confession of our hope without wavering, for he who promised is faithful. And let us consider how to stir up one another to love and good works, not neglecting to meet together, as is the habit of some, but encouraging one another. And all the more as you see the day drawing near. And I want to do... Exactly what the writer of Hebrews does here, he emphasises two things in one passage in these few verses. He says, look at Jesus. Look at Jesus. Look at what Jesus has done. Look at who Jesus is and who he is for you. As a result, there's a a corresponding way of outworking your salvation. So, So let's look at Jesus. Just for a moment, I want us to be encouraged, have our eyes lifted onto him. The writer of Hebrews says, you can have confidence to draw near to the, to, to, to the throne of God this morning. You might f- not feel very confident this morning because of how your last week has gone uh, and, and maybe the last month, maybe even the last year, and you think, I, I can't come confidently into the throne, into his presence, into the throne room of God. Well, it, let me reassure you, friends, it's not got anything to do with your performance that makes you reassured as you come in this morning. That is, that is nothing to do with it. It has everything to do with Jesus and the fact that he has paid the price for all of your sin, past, present and future, which means you can come in any day regardless of how holy you feel and we can go, Jesus, you welcome me into your presence. That is phenomenal. That is sublime. It is incredible because you don't deserve to be here and neither do I. So friends, look at Jesus. You can have confidence 
to draw near to him, to come into his presence because of Jesus. You can have full assurance of faith. That's what the writer of Hebrews says in these verses. Have full assurance. Not a mediocre assurance. Am I in? Am I out? Am I, I don't know where I stand now. Is God just going to be really unhappy with me? You know, in, in, in recent weeks, I've heard this, quite, I've heard this phrase quite, um, quite often and non-Christians will say, oh, I couldn't come to church. You know, if I step through the doors, I'll instantaneously, instantaneously combust. I've never seen that happen. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know if you've seen that happen. I've seen quite a few individuals come into church who, who have li- who've lived different lifestyles and they come in here and it's totally different. Guess what? They didn't spontaneously combust. You can have full assurance of faith when you come in to the gathered people of God, you, you, you come into church on a Sunday morning to be with other believers, and you can have full assurance because of Jesus. And God wants to welcome you and to meet you where you are. That's what Jesus did in coming to earth. He met people where they are and he said, come, come to know me. I'm good for you. Friends, look at Jesus. Isn't he wonderful? Isn't he wonderful? Isn't he glorious? Hearts sprinkled clean clean conscience because of Jesus and so the writer of Hebrews then he shifts and he says okay so hold, hold fast the confession of your hope because he who promises faithful maybe you're just about holding on maybe you think I've had a rubbish few years I'm just about holding on hold fast the confession of your faith why well, just hold on because he's faithful he'll come through he will not let you down he is faithful He who promised your salvation is faithful regardless of how you turn up, regardless of how strong you're holding on the confession of your hope. He is faithful. So that's okay. Not only that, but we stir one another up. So hold fast the confession of your hope. More than that, stir one another up to love and good works. More than that, don't neglect meeting together as some have started, sadly, as some in the habit of doing, understandably, sometimes life isn't straightforward. Encourage each other. And do that all the more as the day is drawing near. That's what the writer of Hebrews says. So there's a so what? Look at Jesus. Look at Jesus. So what? Okay, don't, don't let go of the confession of your faith. Hold on to the confession of your hope that is in Jesus. Stir one another up to love and good works. Don't neglect meeting together, but encourage each other. The writer of Hebrews, when he wrote this, who's writing to these Christians, wasn't writing to a bunch who had smartphones, instant internet connection, super fast fiber, broadband, 5G, and iPhones. He was writing to a bunch of people who knew that the alternative of not neglecting to meet with one another was encouraging one another meant you had to be in each other's space. And so while we talk about life groups, and I want to say they are central, why are they central? Not because in and of themselves they are the fix. No, they point to something which is a scriptural principle, friends, a must. And that is, if you're a Christian, live in community, live with one another, belong, be part of the family, outwork that, being part of the family. If you're part of the family, usually invited to the table, you are invited to the table. It is a healthy place for you to be. So there's an encouragement for us. Why? Because the day is drawing near. What day? The day where Jesus is going to return and take us to be with him. The day where the living and the dead are raised and we stand before God. It's an important day and an urgency to, to belonging because the day is coming. And I don't know about you, friends, but when, 
Jesus returns, I want to say I, 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 loved, I loved living in the, in, the, in the provided space that you gave me, which was to engage with family, engage with brothers and sisters, live life alongside each other. I want to be able to say that on that day. There's an urgency to this, friends. There's an urgency to engaging together and being family together because Jesus is going to return. But I want to say as well, perhaps you've gone through Maybe it's, just, maybe, it's, maybe it's just weeks, months. Maybe the last few years have been really, really difficult. And there's a number of reasons why legitimately and understandably you've really struggled to engage with this, with life groups, life churches outworking of this. And I want you to hear me say this morning, I understand. That's okay. Because your value in the church family isn't your life group's attendance. It's got nothing to do with that. We love you. We love one another. And there are some people here this morning that I think, well, praise God that I see you here. I still see you here, considering what you've been through. And I, I think of certain people and I think, wow. I praise God that we get to come together. And that you've made it this morning. Praise God. And I humbly want to say to you, if, if, there, if this is a thing that you've really struggled with for very understandable reasons, I want to say to you this morning, I get that. Let me please humbly encourage you to reconnect. If you've been out for, for a season, for a time, because of how intense and difficult some things have been, nevertheless, I really humbly, sensitively want to encourage you to come back in. Come back in. Sign up to a life group. That's the outworking of this, living in family. Some of my, personally, some of my best memories of church life here, um, memories in general, just to broaden it a bit further, this is how good these memories are. Some of my best memories are sitting down with some of you in my lounge, and we've gathered together uh, when we meet in life groups and sitting together, and praying together. And we've had, you know, things, just normal mundane, day, of, day in, day out type stuff. Oh, please pray for us with this. Yeah, absolutely, I'll stand with you, pray for you in that. And then some other stuff, which is just really, really hard. And we've prayed for each other. And we've, we've strengthened one another. And we've laughed together. You know, Christian community is quite fun. Amen. Um, <laughs> there's one Amen. <laughs> I, um, when I say they're the best memories, they're some of my best memories, it's because being with some of you that have been in my lounge together and doing life together and at various different places where we've connected together, they are moments in my life where I have, I've really been built up, I've really been strengthened, I've loved that, I've enjoyed that, it's done me good. Best memories, life groups. Laughing with one another, having, you know, enjoying each other's company, grieving with one another when stuff is really, really hard, and standing with each other in prayer. Best memories. Maybe you could make some of those in life groups. God loves community. He does. He loves it. The Lord loves it when his church love one another, come together, enjoy him, spend time with him, 
do one another good. That is the whole purpose of his church, living as his church. We're not supposed to live as people who are just separated here, there and everywhere and come together for an hour a week. No, there's, a, there's much more than that. There's much more than that. The glory of God is most wonderfully demonstrated and most clearly displayed when the people of God are gathered together. Not just on Sundays. Now, admittedly, I, you know, I understand there's a whole bunch of priorities in people's lives that, okay, you say, Phil, you want me to prioritise this? It's not, it's not just me. The Bible tells you to. You know, I can be silent on this because the Bible, you read your Bible. The Bible says, love this. Give yourself to this. So there's a hundred different priorities that you have in life, and I get that. Some of you are doing a million school runs a week and clubs and extracurricular activities because your children in school, some of you are working shift work, and you only get two evenings a week because you do lates. And, and so there's a tension of, well, how do, I, you, how do I prioritize this? Scripture tells me to prioritize this, but I have this going on. I have this going on. I want my own space sometimes because our own space is good for us. And I, I appreciate that. And you know, you're going to have to work out that tension. We're going to have to work that out together. How do we do that? But I want to suggest to you, friends, that this this central ingredient to being a believer is right up there. It is right up there. It's at the top. Because because you're a Christian before you're uh, a lawyer. You're a Christian before you're um, a house owner. You're a Christian before you're a policeman. You're a Christian before you're a waste man collector. It comes before everything. You're a Christian. You belong in the family of God. That comes before everything else in life. And so I want to humbly suggest to you, this is top of the priorities. Engaging in life groups has its benefits, immediate benefits. Engaging in these contexts where we are belonging together, enjoying one another, it has immediate benefits. The first is you can belong. Ephesians 2 verse 14 says, He himself is our peace, who has made us both one and has broken down in his flesh the dividing wall of hostility. Because Jesus has died for you, because Jesus has saved you and brought you together in this wonderful mix of people, you can come together and belong to one another. That's really, really beautiful. That's really beautiful. We can belong together. It doesn't matter where we come from, social backgrounds, ethnic backgrounds, cultural backgrounds. That doesn't matter. You can belong together. That's, 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 that is so beautiful. This is a beautiful reflection of that reality. And as we continue to give ourselves to that, that is true. Sundays are not a context where we can feel like we belong deeply. I'm just, you know, I'm, that's, just, that's just true. They're the, they're the start of something. They're the surface level. And friends, we want to say this morning that there's more to be a Christian than just Sunday attendance, much more. And that is living in community, brothers and sisters, belonging. That happens in our life group context because they outwork this principle. So you can belong. You can be strengthened. We remember that the, uh, the writer of Hebrews says to these Christians, encourage one another. Go on encouraging one another all the more because you see the day drawing near. And so to put courage in to someone, to encourage someone is to strengthen them. 
And I don't know about you, but I find it so helpful. I have found it so wonderful. They're my favourite memories. To be in life groups, to hear other people's um, helpful perspectives, uh, to be prayed with for some of the stuff that we've been walking through. They are strengthening me in those contexts. And I want to encourage us. Find these contexts, belong in a life group, and you'll be strengthened together. Not only can you belong and be strengthened, but it's a place for you to grow. Ephesians 5 paints a wonderful picture of what it is, a thriving, beautiful, healthy Christian community. Paul says to the Ephesians, be filled with the Spirit, addressing one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing and making melody to the Lord with your heart, giving thanks always and for everything to God the Father. That's a beautiful dynamic that's going on there. The gathered church here in Ephesus are encouraged, be filled with the Holy Spirit as you gather together. That's not just on a Sunday. It's not just on the Sabbath. It's not just wherever you meet on the Lord's Day culturally. It is more than that. Working out your salvation. Philippians 2, work out your salvation with fear and trembling because it is him who works in you for his good pleasure. Working out your salvation with brothers and sisters around you. It is a place to grow. Sundays is a wonderful context for us to receive the word of God, to be built up together, to see one another. Really, I love it. There's a, there's a deeper context for you to grow, to be nurtured, to be, to be challenged, to see alternative perspectives. So that actually, you know, what about, what, about, what about putting down some of that stuff and honouring God with this? And those contexts, those groups, smaller contexts, are wonderful opportunities for us to grow together as a family of God. This is God's plan A. It is God's plan A for us as his church to engage with this. We are family together. A family who wants to represent the word family well. To love and to be with one another. To nurture one another and to be nurtured. To encourage one another and to be encouraged. You see, without Christian community, honestly, just Sunday attendance, we, we are not in God's primary, most healthy place for us. There's, I mentioned that earlier. There's no two ways about it. God wants us to live for our health in community with one another, belonging and doing discipleship together because we are the wonderful family of God, adopted children of God. Isn't that wonderful? So friends, I'd love us to really consider as the writer of Hebrews says, how to stir one another up to love and good works. There are loads of contexts for that. Join a life group. Come and be part of a community where you can belong, where you can be strengthened, where you can grow. Let's do that together. I'm going to pray. Paul, I'll hand over to you. Thank you, Lord, that you love your church. Thank you, Father, that you, you've brought us into this wonderful family. Lord, we do want to declare that we want to make much of this because, Lord, you've not intended this to be it. Sundays to be it, little touch points. You've intended us to devote ourselves to one another, to really give ourselves for the spiritual nourishment of our walk following you, persevering, running our race to the end. Lord, I pray for my dear brothers and sisters and for myself, Lord, that we would 
know how to engage with that, Lord, that you would speak into our hearts, Lord, correct us where we've just neglected some things. Uh, Lord, we want to follow you and we want to honour you. And doing that with one another is wonderful, the best place for us. Lord Jesus, I pray you'd help us uh, run together in this. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen.